your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Golden Knights snapped Boston's wicked, record-breaking home win streak last night. 4-3 in the shootout. What's up with all these blown leads for the VGK? And a question from one of our viewers about cooking the books. Hi again, everyone. Along with Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. You like the use of the word wicked there. You can find us on... Okay, yeah, I was trying to get out of that Boston accent mode right there. Uh, You can find us on Twitter, LockedOnVGK at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And, of course, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Wicked Good, Locked on Golden Knights. So, Chris, VGK wins in the shootout in Boston last night in five rounds, four to three. Golden Knights with the victory, and it snaps Boston's 14-game home winning streak to begin the season. Uh, the Golden Knights did it without Jack Eichel, still out with that leg injury, Of course, uh, Alex Petrangelo uh, is also out due to personal reasons. To me, the last 10 minutes, I want to just talk about the feeling of this game. The last 10 minutes of regulation, overtime, and the shootout. Didn't that feel an awful lot like playoff hockey? I thought that it was great just watching both teams buzzing up and down the ice. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I was listening to it. We, we drove down to um, Boulder City last night to just a little Christmas drive, checking out. Actually, that real big Christmas house, already off the rails, segment one. Fifth Street, downtown Boulder City. You have to go see that Christmas house. Just Google Boulder City Christmas house. It'll come right up. It's remarkable. But back to uh, back to business here. Yeah, I mean, there was certainly, you can hear it in Dan Duba's voice on the radio. There definitely was some excitement it was different it was it was a different game for the vgk i mean plus 155 we mentioned that last night's a game they should not have won they tried not to win and more on that you know soon um but yeah there's definitely some excitement and a different feeling than all their other regular season games so far not just because it was cassidy's homecoming so to speak but the fact that this was the first time really we can say vgk was on the other side of the measuring stick Normally yeah. teams come to Vegas or Vegas comes to town. Hey, we got Vegas coming. Let's see how good we really are. Well, tonight was, hey, we're going to the number one team in the East and the league. They have not lost a game at home. So let's see how we do. And technically they didn't lose that game. It's it's on the standings. They're, they're going to be 14-0-1. But still, a big game on paper for the standings. On paper for the standings. Okay, have you ever been to the Pirate House? In Boulder City, you got to check that out. But there were we had some great yes, yes, that's that's up uh, by the the hill where all the mountain goats are and stuff like that. Yeah, that it's walk up around by the hill. Yeah, exactly. So we we've have. had some good action sports parties in that place. We've I haven't been inside of it. Maybe maybe you can you can teach me tell tell me the code for the back gate that you sneak in to get in there. Come on, I know all those codes. Uh, in the absence of Eichel on the top line, Paul Cotter gets the start. Uh, he starts at the left wing. And so it's Chandler Stevenson moves over. Again, great observation on your part. And then along with that, uh, Mark Stone is there. Uh, Cotter gets on the board very early in the game. 
Jonathan Marcheseau makes it 2 nothing, and then 3 nothing on the second Cotter goal. But talk about his contributions in the game last night. So, I mean, starting with Stevenson first, uh, Stevie is a natural – Tony's gone. Stevie is a natural center that can't be forgotten. And there were issues last season when Stevenson was on the wing and it didn't work out as well. I thought that – that um, what's it called? Um, what's the word I'm looking at? That um, that experiment, if you will, was over with. And, you know, Jack Eichel comes into the picture. Stevenson is able to relearn how to play the wing – and contribute. So it was nice watching him slot back into his original position. And last night, I thought it was, was going to be a three-horse race for who was going to take on the wing there, whether it's going to be Cotter, Kessel, or Carrier. Carrier. I, I honestly Carrier. thought Carrier, Carrier, Carrier the male, honestly was going to get a look. And I think if Paul Cotter would not have had the game that he had, you would have seen some some motion in that spot, some movement to see exactly who would have gelled there. But uh you know, Paul Cotter really blossomed. He's been blossoming in front of us, but he really showed what he can do on a line where he has a little more skill around him. And anyone's going to look better with uh, Stone and Stevenson, of course, but you still got to do the job. You got to finish. You got to, I mean, Paul Cotter is a good finisher right now. And that's what we're starting to learn about him. And when he finds himself some space in front of that net, whether it's a breakaway, whether he's uh, in the equivalent of the bumper position on the on a five on five, as far as just that that distance away from the net, Dude knows how to finish, and that is something that the VGK is going to need, that second and third and you know fourth level, if you will, of um, you know contributions to score goals. So a very emotional night last night for Bruce Cassidy. Uh, they did have a tribute video, and I was watching Boston uh, TV last night. So was night. I. So was I. Okay, and that was kind of fun, and we can get about, we could talk about that if you want in a little bit, but uh, <laughs> in any event – uh, so I missed the tribute video because they came back a little bit late. I didn't see it on ESPN two, and then uh, and so uh, Kaylee, thank you so much for sending me that video from VGK social media. Um, I just reached out to her, and she's super. And I just uh, I really enjoyed that video. I thought it was great. And then just to see that raw emotion of Coach Cassidy in the game, and he's teared teared up, and it just I, I thought it was great. I thought it was a Really nice moment, and I thought that that was very classy on uh, the part of the Boston Bruins as well. It was good. It was it was a nice – I thought the video was kind of short, but I'm okay with that. VGK likes to drag that process on a little more maybe than some of the other <laughs> They want to create movies here. Like, Yeah, there you go. That's fair. Um, I'm sure we, we all caught Riley Smith turning around to hand him the towel. I thought that was a, <laughs> a pretty a pretty good moment. And it was nice uh, watching – I didn't watch until this morning, but uh, Cassidy's presser after the game – Nothing but class, nothing but um, admiration, respect, every word you can possibly think of for the organization. And, you know, Cassidy's character is, is, is very good for this team right now. He has multiple sides of him, and I think that's really important for a leader of the team. He's got the coach side. He's got the crack the whip side. He's not afraid to bench someone. And then we soften up a little bit to the accountability side and just the leadership that he brings. And then he's human. That's the important thing. He has a very wonderful human side, it seems like. I don't know if, you know, Galat necessarily had that. Dolber didn't have the, the coach side. He had the other stuff down maybe, but the coach side is maybe where some of that lacked. And on the accountability side is probably the most important way to, to state that. So all in, 
very nice night. Obviously, good that VGK got the victory. I'm, I'm still grumpy about that. At some point, that's going to come out today. I don't know when, but it's going to come out. But a good win, a six-point road trip. Should have been eight points, but another blown victory. Now, now I'm starting to, now I'm starting to get mad again. But, <laughs> You're spicy. You know, yeah, yeah. If you would have told me, I guess, at the start of this, that here's how this road trip's going to go. They're going to get six out of eight points. What did we say? Three and a half? Was Three and a half was, was the over-under. Four points would have been a successful road trip, in my opinion. Right. Obviously, we exceeded that. And on, on the ro- road's not the problem. Well, I'm sure we'll have a segment about the home woes sometime this week or next week. But six points, tough East Coast games, tough early four o'clock starts. Good for us, of course. We love four o'clock starts. Two blown leads. Should have been an, an eight points road trip. But again, all in perspective, I guess that's what matters. Six points, like Cassidy said last night. End of the road trip, there's fatigue. You're missing some key components. I think that's excuses. I honestly, I, my tweet last night was that I was grumpy about the game, another blown lead. And this is a bad pattern that the VGK is on right now. If this was one of the first blown leads they've had all season and the Pittsburgh thing didn't happen or some other games didn't happen, okay, fine. So be it. It's the end of the road trip. It's tiring. I get all that. But yes, no Eichel, no Petrangelo, fine. But honestly, you got a 3-0 lead. Everything is out the window, in my opinion. You win right, the game. Slow down. You're going to blow game. our next segment. Slow down. And at least you didn't have to make a public apology. Hey, little Chris, what up? Hey, Chris. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Chris? Chris is going to, one of these days, he's going to do a standings report for us. He loves reading the standings, and he quizzes me on the standings. What okay. what places so-and-so? We have, we have a good time, right, buddy? All yeah. right. Is that a NASA t-shirt? Uh, that is a NASA t-shirt. All right. Just checking in. Oh, you know, hey. He just needs to wear that uh, Jack Eichel helmet, and he'll look like an astronaut. Well, Jay, we'll, we'll here's, get forward, Chris. He's got the. He has to wear the bubble because he's got the. He's got the he's bubble. Got, he's, he's, he's got the little shiner up there. Right he's there. a <laughs> rollerblading act. He's better on ice than rollerblades. <laughs> okay, so I think in that game last night, Chris Senior, I think that VGK more or less proved to me that they belong. They belonged into the discussion, okay, uh, again, as one of the Stanley Cup contenders. And then just Logan Thompson. Logan Thompson made for moments like this. I'm laughing about his post-game interview last night. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> just talk about LT. So Logan Thompson, you know. He said I a said bad this... word. Little Chris, you might want to leave the room. Right, he exactly. did say a bad word. He no, said no, no, we're not word. allowed to say that stuff anymore. We got yelled at, remember? All of us got yelled at. Yeah. But, um LT, you know, I, I said this I, probably three, four weeks ago. I forgot the specific game. I was at T-Mobile, and I think I put put a tweet out there. Listen, there's no there's no asterisk for the goaltending anymore. There's no concern about the goaltending anymore. The biggest concern that me and you and uh, a lot of the VGK faithful had was Logan Thompson ready to become a 1A goalie or the sub-question, part two, line C dot whatever, is did we have enough in the tank as far as – a a two goalie rotation that would give us the equivalent of a good starter in the NHL level with Aiden Hill, obviously, and up and down, but Aiden Hill, good game against Detroit on a Saturday, Tony, another Saturday start for Aiden Hill, no Saturday game this week. So Aiden Hill's got PTO, but Logan Thompson, he's answered every question. He's answered every doubt. He has, it's not just about the skill. It's the swagger. It's the fun. It's the shootout, having the, the cojones, if you will, family jewels, having the cojones to just take his glove off mid shootout and tell his coach, put 43 out there. 
It's the smile. It's the swagger. Careful for the coffee. Don't spill the coffee. It's everything that he has going right now. And then in the post game, I got to hit this, but last night um, he was in the post game presser. I think Ashley asked, what was going through your mind on that four and three in overtime? And he answered with the equivalent of a poop emoji with the verbal version of it. Just a one word <laughs> answer. Sure. It's fun. Sure it it's was fun. funny. It's funny. Uh, so uh, in addition to, you know, VGK playing a very tough and gritty game. Uh, oh, I wanted to talk. I've got in my notes, uh, Danil Marimanov, who played some substantial minutes. He was okay at times, but again, he's replacing Petrangelo uh, on the, on the power play. He was there and very active. Uh, I think he'll just improve. He made some mistakes last night. Yes. And I thought, you know, on the power play, just a major noticeable difference between the way Boston moves the puck and the way VGK just kind of, I don't know, they stand around an awful lot. They really do. It's very stagnant when you compare those two because Boston is so good. Uh, they were number two, I think, in the league going into the game last night. But, yeah, uh, let's talk about Marimanov, uh, just what his uh, position will be, how he might fit in later on in the season with his Golden Knights team. The mirror man, if you will, was uh, forgotten about. Uh, injury, missed the early part of of the training camp, missed all of training camp, and didn't come back to Henderson for about the first two, three weeks of the season approximately. Uh, six points, or sorry, six goals, seven assists in 18 or 17 games, I want to say. I'm, I'm pretty close on that one. And for a team that's lacking a scoring punch down there, unfortunately, Miramanov has been a breath of fresh air comes up to the NHL level. And he remember, he played in the NHL last year for the VGK on and off. And he looks the part. He looks the part better than Ben Hutton looks the part, in my opinion. No disrespect, but I do believe that Miramanov has replaced Hutton as far as the team's seventh defenseman. Does that mean Miramanov is going to stay up? I don't know, because I believe he's on the two-way contract. So there's a good chance um, once Petrangelo comes back, presumably Wednesday, hopefully. Hopefully everything is okay again. You know, family first, whatever's happening. But didn't you, you know. say he was coming back over the weekend? Where did you get that news? Oh, no, no. I, I was just simply guessing. Well, no, so oh, you're guessing. They, no, no, no. Someone put out, I think it was the VGK, that they were expecting him back on Saturday. Okay. I thought okay. that was stated by VGK. Um, Cassidy possibly an oppressor. Someone higher up, not just guessing, did mention that. And then someone asked me on Twitter, one of our fans, uh, one of our followers said, hey, what's up? You know, what's going on? Family first, of course. And I simply said, I think on Wednesday, first game back from the road trip, something's going on, need some time to take care of it. You know, family first, that's that's what matters. Okay. No, I was just checking because I know, I recall you saying that. You even put them in your um, nights to, your lock of the night. Okay. Not nights to click. And then my apology, of course, <laughs> to Rita. I had to make. A, oh, that was awesome. Had to make an apology because, and the VGK fans, you should absolutely love me because if you bet against all of my picks, you would be making a lot of money. Your net return would be better than what the Boston Bruins are in the third period. I think they're now plus 24, and VGK in the second period now is minus 10,000. Minus six. Uh, coming up next, we want to talk about this. I know you are very spicy this morning, Chris. Uh, VGK blows another lead last night. Yeah. Chris is concerned about the way that this team, the Golden Knights, are blowing leads. He wants to get into that when we return next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting information, your stats, your news, and analysis. 
Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From football to basketball, NHL to soccer and esports, we have it all right there on betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on BetOnline as well. We are always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fix each and every day. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn much more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick. We come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. Make sure that you subscribe again to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. And our podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And did I see a graphic or something last night, or was it a mention that VGK has scored first? In 16 games this season, 16 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't recall about the right? graphic, but that definitely okay. does sound about right. They are doing maybe a it was a graphic in my head. Last They're night ready for the game. I mean, Cassidy did mention last night they start on time, no doubt about that. Okay, so VGK wins, but they blow that three uh, goal lead last night, three to nothing, and uh, then the comeback. And uh, we've seen this all too frequently here with the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm just I got notes, bro. Okay, so I was just looking recent memory here. Okay, so I started to uh, to write down last night blown leads. Boston three nothing. Uh, Boston comes back and ties the VGK. Uh, the Penguin game. Uh, they had a two goal lead, right? Two nothing. Blue Jackets. They blow a two uh, to nothing lead. They win in the shootout three two. Um, Again, uh, there were some other games. They fell apart against the Sharks. They led one nothing. They led two to one in that game, um, and then uh, they led two one versus the Blues, and they lost. Um, and that's w- uh, where uh, Barbashev and in O'Reilly they scored the two goals in uh, like forty seconds apart with four minutes remaining. So blown leads, major concern. Sooner or later, this comes back to bite the vgk how do you like that research there i like it so i I just did a a much more condensed version while you did the 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 bet online read and i counted nine of 27 of our games where vgk in my opinion failed to put someone away whether that's a blown lead whether that's a game where a team kind of claws back like the ottawa senators for example like the montreal canadians and things like that where teams just kind of make these games that aren't close by any means And then all of a sudden there's a reason to stay for the entire third period or watch for the entire third period because they cannot finish the job. And this is a concern right now. Last night's game, I kind of started my soapbox a little bit earlier, but last night's game, yes, they won. Yes, the end result is good. Yes, Eichel is gone. Yes, Petrangelo was gone. Yes, there's fatigue. Yes, it's a four o'clock start. Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. It doesn't matter. This is the National Hockey League. You have to find a way to finish more of these games. You're never going to be perfect. Cassidy has mentioned that so many times, and I buy into that. Tony buys into that. Everyone understands that you're not going to be perfect 80-plus games a year. You're not going to be perfect every single period of every single game. It's just not possible. But one-third of our 27 games, the VGK has made these games much more exciting than it needs to be. Now, we can maybe soften this a little bit. Uh, the fact that new system, new situation, there are some key injuries. Fine, I'm okay with that. But again, like I said earlier, if this was the first or second time this happened, I would have been fine with last night's outcome. I would have been fine with it. But it's not. Everyone knows this is not the first time. 
one third of the games VGK failed to put their opponent away. At times it has cost us two points in regulation. It has cost us in overtime, or it has cost us just using a heck of a lot more energy to win a game that felt like it should have been over in the second period. So this okay. is a concern, mm-hmm. but there's time still to fix us. If that's and the that's, positivity, that's there's time. Yeah. And that second period is just a major concern because uh, every time they lead to nothing, you tweet out, I tweet out uh, either from the account or what have you. Here we go again. It's period two. And this lead is not secure. I don't know what it is about this team where they let their guard down and they just they seem to take like that period off. Again, they're minus six there. They are plus in the teens in the first period. They're doing very well to get off to that quick start, but they have to sustain that. They really do have to play a lot better and more mentally tough. And again, you know, last night, like I, I thought that the uh, the big goal in the game was the uh, the the Pasternak uh, goal there with like 25 seconds to go. The goal the cost me money. I, I took Pasternak no to score at minus 130. Pasternak, Pasternak. So I could hear in my head. You took what now? He was at minus 130 not to score. Oh, no. That's the shortest price not to score that I've seen I think ever watching these. I know he's hot. Right. I'll take minus one thirty all day, and if it costs me money, it costs me money. That's a uh, thirty nine bucks that I'll never have again. Did you see uh, they were losing their minds uh, because on that four on three, I think he only had one touch of the puck, which made no sense, right? Like he should have had more uh, there late in the game. Uh, and then you know the five on three, uh, we knew that uh, the VGK had to stay out of the penalty box last night. And again, it's just about the timing and these. Uh, just mental mistakes. Uh, Kolasar had a penalty last night that was, there were just some, some really bad blunders, I think, on the part of EGK. They, it's just a matter of losing their focus, I believe, personally. A couple things. One, um, I felt they got squeezed in overtime with that Nick Wah penalty. I didn't see it, but listening to the way Duva and Gary Lawless were explaining it, it felt like a stick tap that they turned into a slash. I mean, I didn't see it, so I can't and... see a whole lot there. I don't know. I thought, okay, it was borderline, but it, yeah. Where do you Forget make contact? Did you did you did, did you get a close look? Honestly, yeah, I, I, I didn't. Did. Yeah. Where, do, where where do you get him on the stick? He just wrapped it around him, and he he just it wrapped was a wrap. Him. Okay, then fair. yeah, he was behind him, and he wrapped it around him, and he got him like on the body. I got the you. Face. They made the comment that it was Nick a lower body slash. It was a lower body slash. Lower bro. body slash. So talking to my good buddy John Raider, uh, actually he'll be in town. We're gonna catch the Rangers game on Wednesday. Nice. He asked me, hey, now 3-0, can they blow a three-goal lead? Here's my response. Here it is. Here it is. Can you see it? Focus. No, no, no. Focus. It says, it says oh, yes, it's a bad word. Capable. Was that from LT? That's no, a bad no, word right, right there. Um, and then shout out to a listener, Joey Rizzi, what did he say? who uh What did he was, say? Oh, he asked if Vegas can blow a 3-0 lead. I said, yes, very capable. That was my okay. response. Okay, got Sorry you. about that. My yeah. point, didn't you make my point. Uh, Joey Rosati <laughs> reached out to me after I uh, did my call me grumpy and uh, followed up with a good series of, of responses. He fired three responses my way before I even responded to him, but it was good. It was trying to put the positive spin on the game, and there's a lot of positive to take. You did mention some of the penalty stuff, did mention missed calls, the fact that we were missing players and all. Like I, I get all that, and <laughs> like that blank Marchand randomly pushing Cotter after the play. I mean, that's... That's what that's what Marshan does. And if he gets called, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But shout out to Joey Rosati for trying to keep the positive train going last night. But these blown leads are a concern. Like, you know, we're going to keep going back to this. And like last night, okay, my perspective when they're up three, nothing, 
there's multiple points in a season, turning points, good or bad, where you're going to look back and the you're going to look at the end result of the season and you're going to look back at a game that's going to make you think why this happened. So if they would have won this game four to one, three to nothing, five to nothing, if they would have put Boston away, the tweet after the game would have been if the VGK, if VGK were to go on a deep run, possibly a Stanley Cup, you know, something like that. This game last night, December 5th against Boston is the type of game that's a turning points. But now instead, this game is just exposes us a little bit more. And right now, uh, Dennis Green, you know, we are who we thought they were by a lot of teams going against Vegas, letting them, you know, we're, we're, we're not, we're, we're, what's the word? Uh, we let them off the hook. They are who we thought they were. If you want to crown them, crown them, whatever. That's terrible. Tony, go. You still want me to go and pick against VGK, right? Because that bodes well for probably your betting and for the, the listeners. I got my butt kicked this weekend. Nothing boded well, boded well for me. <laughs> boded, is that How, word boded well? Boded. What is, so is their play-by-play guy, is that uh, Edwards? Uh, who is that? Jack Edwards, I think. And yeah. uh, so did you hear him last night when he goes, uh, so they're having that great, like, just back and forth, open ice skating. Uh, that 10-minute mark, that was really, like, to me, that was the best hockey I've seen out of VGK. Uh, well, probably in Boston, too. Just two heavyweights pretty much going at it back and forth. And he comes up with, uh, they. I think they went to break, and he's like, Martha, the bond's on fire. <laughs> It's, it was just you, like you love you love stuff like that. It's entertaining. <laughs> it's fun to watch that Martha, stuff like that is just a fire. lot of fun. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love those regional announcers too. They kind of give you a feel, even though his play by play wasn't keeping up with the play. I don't know what was happening there, but uh, don't yeah. ever waste time with the Tampa Tampa radio team. Whatever you do, don't ever waste time with the Tampa radio team. When VGK does make the trip to Tampa, whenever that happens this year, I haven't looked at the calendar, but. Try on your XM, whatever you got to do, listen to the home feed from Tampa and you will, um, that's inappropriate if I say that, but you don't want to listen to it. You don't want to do it. It might drive you to something you don't want to do. Okay. So coming up next, we are going to have uh, some comment that a viewer made where he Mm -hmm. called me out. Like, I don't get this, man. Mata, the barn's on fire. We're going to talk about this when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. I don't have a good Boston accent, and I still can't understand my brethrens and sisters from the East Coast that still have their accent 20 years later. Your accent's gone. You you don't have an East Coast accent. I'll tell you a story about that. To get a job in radio and in broadcasting, I literally had to lose my accent. So each night, spoken to a tape recorder, right, before I went to sleep, okay, where are these tapes, Tony? Where are these tapes? <laughs> and read a book, you know, as much as I can, and then fell asleep listening to it back. And I was like, man, like, I don't have any R's in my vocabulary. So, yeah. So, I lost a lot of it. When I go back home, forget about it. I Falling got asleep to your own voice bond, reading a book? Bond, Dear God. Fire. Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, it was really rough. So, I wanted to talk about something about uh, salary cap and one of the viewers on our YouTube channel took me to task. So you can just set this one up. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our, our beloved Tony here. Uh, so YouTube follower, Sam, forgive me. I don't got the whole name offhand, but let me pull up uh, 
a very long comment train to our beloved Tony. Sam Golick. Is that Sam, Sam Golick? Sam Jonet from your Friday show. Here's my WTF. Mr. You're still at least you're Mr. You were Tony. I'm always Mr. Golick. You actually got a Mr. Cordasco. So that's a good thing. You repeatedly state that VGK management is engaged in shady dealings with the salary cap. You have repeatedly said VGK management are engaged in cooking the books, yet you have never offered any proof or specific action or rule violation. I know the rules very well. VGK management has not violated or stretched for Friday's show. This was last Friday. Uh, Sam asked us to, to address this. Please state specifically what rule VGK violated player what salary was cooked? And I'm with you, Tony, but you go ahead and start because you're the one that got called out. I think that it is specifically rule 1.13-88, section 2, article 5. Back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. The answer is four? <laughs> so anyway, so, okay, cook the books. Let's first go back to that terminology. Not made up by me, not my term. It is one Kelly McCrimmon, who came up with that, right? And he did that on the podcast with Sarah Valley, I believe. And so to me, it's like if you say, if I say, Chris, I am really a good guy and I have to accentuate that, Chris is going to go, he's a bad guy because he's really pushing it right now. So I go, okay. Okay, okay. I follow you. I follow you. In McCriminies, in McCriminies, I've got to go and I've got to side on the error side because here's a guy that if he says we're not cooking the books, they are stinking cooking the books. Okay. If, if, if Kelly McCrimmon tells me one thing, it's like my picks on this show. Okay. My picks are horrible on this show. Right. And I, I'm accountable uh, again under Bruce Cassidy system. I have accountability, but Kelly McCrimmon, I feel whatever he says, I've got to go with the complete opposite there. And last season, I don't know how many of the players were actually literally injured. I still have questions about Laurent Brossois. They shut him down because he was garbage. He stunk. Okay. I have so many questions about this VGK team and who legitimately is injured. And here they are. Oh, they're not cooking the books. No, not at all. Shea Weber. Okay. Guy can't even play. Okay. We just, oh, let's just throw this guy away. Let's just put him there in the, on the LTIR. That's not cooking the books, bro. I'm sorry, Mr. Golick. What's his last name? Sam Jonette. 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 Sam Jonette, I believe. Okay, Sam, Mr. Mr. Sam Jonette. And then you know, it's like, okay, who else are they cooking the books on? Uh, uh, I don't know. So you still have so many players on Riley LTIR. Smith. Yeah, I thought I thought for sure Riley Smith. I thought he was ready to come back. I said, Thank you, <laughs> thanks, man. I thought Riley Smith was definitely <laughs> ready to come back last year, and they just kind of kept in there yes they do play games with the salary cap it's come back to hurt vgk aka that colorado game where they had uh the same lineup uh, structure as the ghost pirates there in the organization well they had less they had less that game they were they were down two skaters that game yeah two down it, two it was skaters. three forward lines double and shifting. then colasar i believe right everyone's double shifting what have you comes back to bite them if they're cooking the books is not my terminology again that is Kelly McCrimmon's terminology. That's what he said on an interview. Oh, if everyone thinks we're cooking the books, well, we're not. Why would you even mention that? Why would you even say that if if you're not cooking the stinking books? 
I, I had to look away. I had to uh, actually, I replied to Sam on YouTube and said, Hey, you need to watch today's show. So that's why I was doing there. And I'm and really you, curious Sam. how thank Sam, you, Sam for the question. And thank you so much for yes. watching. And thank you for subscribing to Lockdown. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Sam, you definitely give some of the best responses that as far good. as no, that everything, was, no, good, bad, I, or otherwise. It's, it's really good. And I have to, you. yeah, I have to, you know, embellish. I, I, you would call me for embellishment on this show today, right? I would get a penalty for embellishment for over accentuating my point. You're cooking the books a little bit. <laughs> but so my definition of cooking the books, I was actually thinking about this last night. This is how I fell asleep last night. So this <laughs> is going to be my first year of what's that? It's awful having to listen to yourself. Every day. Yeah, that's no. But um, this is my first year of doing taxes as far as being a business owner. I've always, you know, had my taxes taken out. I go, my brother-in-law, he takes a look, spends five minutes. You're getting this much money back. Cool. Thank you very much. We'll we'll get a beer next time we see each other. Appreciate the help. It's a little different being a 1099 small business owner trying to figure all this nonsense out. And I still haven't figured it out. I am still in search of a financial advisor slash tax preparer. I've talked to a couple of people and I'm gathering. So if you're out there, if that person is you, you're welcome to PM me on Twitter. And, uh, you know, you might get some of my hard-earned cheddar um, as far as uh, helping uh, get my taxes done. But here's my perspective. Cooking the books does not mean you're breaking rules. It doesn't mean you are doing things you're not supposed to be doing. But taxes no different than the nhl salary cap there are rules and there are more rules and there are more rules and more paths you have to follow to get to certain things you bet your bottom dollar i want to find a tax person who is knowledgeable who is going to save me the most amount of money possible maybe even i get a refund i have no idea probably not not gonna be that lucky but point being is i want to find someone who's going to go down whatever rat hole they can get down, whatever rule they can get, whatever sub rule 0.688-12.4 that's going to help me save the most money. Is that cooking the books? Maybe. Am I committing tax fraud? Let's slow the heck down, people. That's not at all what I'm saying. But there are so many different rules out there when it comes to taxes. There are so many different rules out there when it comes to the NHL salary cap. There are rules on top of rules on top of rules. It's cooking the books when you call up an AHLer on a Monday when you have a game, when you don't have a game until a Wednesday, and you send that same player down on Wednesday so you get cap relief. That's also cooking the books. That player had, you had no intent on dressing that player. There are so many other things that you can call cooking the books that do happen with the NHL salary cap. And that's on the NHL. That's not on Kelly McCrimmon. That's not on anyone else. That is on the NHL and whoever writes the rules for this sort of thing that allows the books to be cooked. Last time I checked, we mentioned this about two weeks ago now, there are 17 teams, it might even be more now, there were 17 teams that were over the allowable salary cap due to LTIR. Don't tell me for a second every one of those players should be on IR or LTIR. Just don't. It's not It's not possible. Nikita Kucherov misses the entire season two years ago and he yeah, looked great in the playoffs. Come on. Absolutely. Like, yeah, they, they stowed you know. him away. Of course, they did. They played games. But, again, it could be uh, something. It, okay, so I worked for a corporation where they gave us what they called guardrails. Okay? So you do have guardrails, but ah, within okay. those guardrails. I like it. I like it. Now I know where you're going with this. Yeah, so within those guardrails, you do have rules. But, of course, outside of those guardrails, you kind of break all the rules and you they got just... guardrails. You got, you got the, the shoulder and then you got the, 
Then you got the wall on the side there. You know what I mean? Well, I was going off the cliff on that side, uh, you know, the road there. Not shocked. But, but to me, it, it yes, a lot of it is from the NHL and the rules and the salary cap. I think a lot could be solved moving forward in the future when they increase the salary cap too, right? Uh, because, again, you're not going to have to put players on the side. I don't know who polices injured players in the National Hockey League. If they are, do they have to have a doctor's note to be on IR? How does that process work? That's what I want to know is because, you know, I think a lot of teams can do that. You talked about Kucherov. Then he comes back for Tampa. He's just fine, you know. And, they, great. and everyone great. knew, And everyone knew that that's what they were doing. They were storing him for the postseason. You have to blame part of this on the on the National Hockey League. It, it is on the NHL. And but again, there's rules, and this is no different than you know, we're running short on time here. But when I ran poker rooms, um, I had a lot of individuals around me that we would have discussions about the rules. Do we write new rules? Do we add something to our rule book? And you know, when I first started in the poker industry in 2008, the rule book was about this thick. Now it's probably about this thick. And every time you incorporate a new rule, a chart, I didn't like, it went I didn't from like big, that chart. That chart is not. Yeah, that was a small flow chart. But um, so I don't know. It's not a flow chart. It's a pie graph. Um, point being is every time you put a new rule into existence, people sit around a table, whether it is poker players trying to figure out how to use that rule in their best interest okay. or in the NHL level, whether it is general managers assistant general managers all the way down to some low-level intern who is learning about the salary cap, learning to find ways around it. That's what they do. And that's cooking the books. That is cooking the books. I don't look at cooking the books as wrong, immoral, or anything like that. But when there's rules out there and you're finding ways around them, that's cooking the books. And that's on the NHL to do a better job and not allowing that to happen. Or my former poker rooms or my upcoming uh, tax advisor, who I hope cooks the books in a appropriate fashion, to make sure I get to hold on to as much money as I can. I hope that we semi I hope we semi answered his question, Mr. Oh, Sam. I think so. You got Mr. Sam, Sam, you're the first person to get an entire segment. So good job. Yeah. No, good and job. we appreciate that. No, that's great. I, that's super. And I kind of was overly dramatic there oh, for fun. a minute. Okay. We thank everyone for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. For your next listen, make sure that you check out Lockdown Sports Today, that podcast available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. Guess who's coming to town? The New York Rangers. We thank you all for tuning in. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.